Tina Waldrum. I'm the host of this podcast. This show is all about giving you, the listener, actionable insights to share your faith. I interview church leaders and congregation members alike to gain some understanding that both you and I can implement to share Jesus. Every week I work hard to locate and interview someone who can share their experience. Can you do me a favour? Would you mind sharing today's episode with one or two people that you know? One or two people that would be encouraged, that would be helped by today's content. Just copy the link and send it on via text or email. I'd love to see more people encouraged to share their faith. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism podcast. My name's Tina Waldrum and today I'm speaking with Dan Anderson, who's the CEO of the Lachlan Macquarie Institute in Canberra that seek to train Christian men and women for wise leadership in politics and culture. So we're getting a little bit political and we're going to talk about how to be a witness in politics. So welcome to you, Dan. Thanks, Tina. It's a great pleasure to be here. It is fantastic to get a little bit political today. So we don't want to champion or talk about one um, political party per se. We want to talk about how do you actually be a Christian in politics with so many opinions and thoughts out there. So give us the broad strokes on that. How do you even survive as a Christian in politics? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult question. And in fact, often when I'm talking with people about entering into politics, uh, the first question, the first important question is whether you should go there at all. Um, it's a, it can be a very toxic place to work. Uh, we have so many examples of Christians going in there with, with goodwill and then actually losing potentially their, their resolve and, and sometimes even their faith uh, in that context. And so it, it is worth actually even asking, should Christians go there at all? Um, but, but I think most of us have some conviction that it is a place that we want Christians to be in. We, we care about the gospel being present uh, and shaping the leaders of our society. And so we want people who can live in line with the gospel and can articulate it clearly in that place. And so even if it is toxic and, and maybe dangerous for your faith, we want people in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, so I think we, sh- we, we do want that. And that, that means the question of how we're going to survive as Christians in that place and be salt and light is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do and the uh, across the party type aspects and you know, encouraging Christians to be in this space and, and just, you know, championing everyone's views. Speak to that a little bit. Mm. Yeah, so the work we do at the Lachlan Macquarie Institute is trying to help Christians uh, to, to develop the character and some of the knowledge and some of the skills that you're going to need to survive in politics. So so our, our goal is to be the best place to train, um, and, and we say quite explicitly, to be biblically faithful, culturally intelligent, and positively engaged for the common good. So a range of different things. Um, but being faithful to the gospel, um, being biblically faithful is right at the heart of that. Uh, and then having a character and the skills to implement that in, in politics. Now, that doesn't mean that we tell people how to vote. Um, I actually think it is important that there are Christian lobbying groups out there and it's good to have them across the spectrum. Um, As Christians, there are lots of different ways in which um, the good things in the world engage our attention and there are good ways to bring those to the attention of the people around us and to to lobby for that in politics. Um, And we need Christians across the political spectrum in the left and the right. Uh, but we, there's, a, there's a kind of task that happens before you get to that, which is thinking through what are the spiritual challenges of being in politics? How am I going to nourish my faith and stay close to the Lord in that? Uh, what are the intellectual challenges? Now, what distinctive thoughts about politics do I have as a Christian? And then some practical challenges, just pragmatically. What does it mean? How do I join a party? And how do I get started on a career in this strange workplace? And so we try to give people a little bit of a leg up in those areas. 
uh, thinking through what, yeah, spiritually, uh, how are you going to nourish your faith? How are you going to keep being engaged in a church and, and connected with other Christians? How are you going to share your, your faith in that context? Uh, intellectually, what does the Bible have to say about politics? Uh, and then pragmatically, how do, I, how do I get involved? Yeah, great answer. Talking about the spiritual challenges, Dan, you're giving me the kind of indication here that some of those challenges being involved in the political space are very different to other spaces. Let's talk about that a little bit. What are the differences and what makes it so challenging if you want to be a Christian witness in the political space? I think fundamentally working in politics is just going to work. So it's like all of us who have jobs in the secular world, we show up at our workplace and we're expected to do things and we want to be a Christian presence in those spaces. What's different about politics um, is how highly transactional the relationships are. Uh, so you're, you're working in a space that is dedicated to conflict. Um, so it's a little bit like maybe being a professional wrestler, right, or, or a boxer. Like the workplace is about fighting other people. Um, the difference is you're fighting about ideas. And, but even perhaps somewhat differently from even being a professional wrestler or a boxer, like th th there isn't necessarily a, a collegiality. Like sometimes the people on the other side of, of the party of the party split uh, are people that you really respect and you get on well with and you work on committees with them. Sometimes they're people that you really feel very deep, almost visceral disagreement with. Uh, and so you're in a conflict space all the time. And your job is to get the best thing out of that situation that you can. Uh, so it's very easy to start viewing the relationships that you have with the people in terms of, uh, will this person benefit me? Will this person hurt me? What can I get out of them uh, for the sake of what I'm doing? Now, that whole way of thinking, I think, is, is a little bit antithetical to Christians, right? Uh, if we're followers of Jesus, then our orientation to the world around us isn't what can I get out of it, but how can I serve? Um, how can I actually reflect what God is like into this relationship? Um, so you, you're showing up in a workplace where all the incentives and all the structures are asking you to do something that as a Christian, it's, it's probably not the kind of thing you want to be doing. Um, so working out how to navigate that well, how to actually be a faithful presence there in a way that's seeking to bless and build up the people that you're working with. Um, not treating all those relationships just as transactions, even though I think you can't avoid some level of transactionality. Um, that's a spiritual challenge. So fundamentally, if I was to kind of summarize it, the spiritual challenge is how to be a faithful Christian, um, like it is for any workplace, but in the face of the kinds of things that in this workplace are trying to move you away from that. Um, and, and maybe most fundamentally, like in politics and power generally, the challenge is to to take your eyes off the big picture of what God is doing in the world um, and focus it on the on the little patch that's just in front of you. Um, I just want to win this particular policy contest. I want to just get this bit of legislation across the line. Um, and I've just been thinking about this this morning, actually, because Jesus warns us that that you could you could win the whole world, right, and let, and yet lose your soul. Um, and I think in, in politics that's a real danger, and it's a danger for Christians in politics that we might get so focused on winning. The thing that's in front of us, that we actually lose our souls, our Christian character, uh, and our commitment to being a, a presence for Jesus in those places. Yeah, absolutely. So have you seen people do this really well? And can you give us, you don't need to use their names, but give us an example of you think, yeah, this is this is how I've seen them people challenged by that win at all cost type thing up against they brought that their Christianity, the character of Christ to the front? I have to be honest with you, the, the, the examples aren't like thick on the ground. Um, it's easier to point to examples of people going in there with a really strong set of statements and saying that they're going to stick up for, for their faith and, and, and work in line with Christian principles and then compromising. 
Um, but there, there certainly are people like that. Um, there are people in our parliament right now who I'm, I'm very proud, you know, call themselves Christian, are quite open and honest about that in the way that they uh, engage with the people around them. They're by and large pragmatic people. So they know that, um, that there's a limit to what you can do in politics and, and transactional kinds of relationships are a part of the workplace. But I think they quite deliberately li- limit what they'll try to achieve because of that at times, um, or they'll... Um, they'll be realistic about what they can get and not overpromise uh, in such a way that then they're forced to compromise uh, down the track uh, on what they've said they would do. Um, but I think the thing that most strikes me about the people that I have in mind uh, is their commitment to being part of a regular Christian community. So the biggest thing that becoming a politician in Canberra does for you is that it takes you away from your family and your church and your home um, or regularly. So for however, however long Parliament is sitting... Um, you're taken away and you're pl- placed in this very strange city um, and you're not around all your normal friends and family in church. And so it's very easy for politicians to get sucked into behaviour that they know they shouldn't do. Um, they work long hours up on the hill. Uh, so the people I've seen who really resist that are the ones who do really quite extreme things. There's, there's a politician I know from Western Australia who's a wonderful Christian man who will actually seek to fly home every weekend, even when it's a sitting week in Canberra, so that he can go to church with his family. Um that that shows that's a that's a discipline that shows where his heart is at. Um, it shows that he's wanting to stay accountable to his Christian brothers and sisters in his church. He wants to keep being a part of his family and caring for them, uh, and that and that following Jesus is more important to him than just being in politics. Uh, and he's a very effective politician. He's one of the best out there. Um, so so that kind of thing is is what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, and surely those differences, just the political world, just people around that person that you're referring to, they must see the difference. That must be a large part of the witness in the space. Yeah, both both positively and negatively in some ways. It, it will make a person like that a target um, as well as, as making them someone who others I think will look up to and, and they'll see that they have, have genuine conviction. Yeah. I, I think one of the challenges is honestly that conviction in politics is not necessarily going to make you the most successful politician. And so uh, you're more likely to, to rise to the top if you're willing to kind of change your stripes to fit, to, to fit with the kind of prevailing mood. Um, and so one of the challenges for Christians, and this is, a, is, again, it's a spiritual challenge, is to trust the Lord Jesus um, and to say, I might not actually be as successful in this field as I could be uh, if I was willing to abandon um, my allegiance to the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Mm, gosh, well, that's just a, a powerful comment and something to reflect on deeply for sure. How do you encourage people from your space to actually, how do they even share their faith in this space? Does that look different? We talk a lot on the podcast of different ways that people are sharing relationally and uh, with their families and neighbours, etc. Does it look different in politics? I don't know that it does, to be honest. I think, I think for the vast majority of people who are working in politics, uh, it's probably not that different to working in a professional role in a in a company. Um, so you're there you're there to do a particular task within the workplace, uh, and so most of your time is going to be dedicated to that. And you're going to have opportunities in that space to be sharing with the people you're working closely with about your faith. And and so the people that you're working most closely with are actually your staffers usually, and and often the ones that are in your office are, are younger people. Um, often in their twenties and thirties, uh, and so there's a lot of p- potential there. Actually, if you're a if you're a politician, an elected politician, 
um, just just to spend time with some of those younger people and, and share your own story and your own faith in a way that I think is often actually very persuasive and powerful for them. Um, so that's a really great opportunity. Um, then you've got the opportunity to be sharing your faith with your colleagues um, who are you know working at a similar level to you. The way you do that's going to be different, just as it is in a in a workplace. Um, you, you're going to be a little bit more. Uh, you're going to use language that's a little bit more appropriate to the fact that they're a colleague. Um, you're probably going to take the opportunity when it arrives, maybe to pray with someone who's going through a crisis, or uh, to yeah, make, to talk about the way that your stake in a particular decision is influenced by the fact that you're a Christian. So, so using those opportunities to give it, give a reason, um, as as one Peter says. So th- those are the kinds of things. And then for su- in some occasions, you're going to have the opportunity to make a public statement. This doesn't happen very often, but you, you do see our prime minister do it occasionally, where he'll talk about the fact that he's a Christian and and that his stance on a particular thing flows from his Christian background. There's a difference between communicating that you are a Christian or that you have a particular set of Christian values and sharing the gospel. I think that's another step to go on to say, you know, my Christian values, f- you know, flow from my view that Jesus is Lord and. God has raised him from the dead. Uh, and those kinds of opportunities are few and far between. And I think that's probably true in most workplaces as well. Um, at, but the challenge for all of us is to be ready to take those opportunities when they present themselves. And certainly in politics, when they present themselves, they might actually have a very significant reach. Yeah, uh, oh, for sure. Absolutely. The, you know, the more, I guess, the more public you are, if you're involved in politics, for sure, that reach is is a lot bigger and we need to steward, steward that well, you know. So you talked about, Dan, this transactional nature of being in politics and how you really need to work through that and consider that to be an effective Christian witness. What are the other big challenges? So alongside of this transactional nature of the business of politics, so to speak. I think one of the the big challenges is working out how do we translate from our our faith and our theology into practical matters of policy. And, and I, I call that the sort of intellectual challenge in politics. And, and the answer, the reality is that it's not, it's not a just cut and dried kind of mathematical formula. The, the reality is that Christians have different views about how our faith in the Lord Jesus translates into social policy. Like, should, should the government spend more on social housing or should it be spending more on climate change mitigation or building up the defence force? Um, and, and given that you do have to make sometimes tough decisions about which of these things you're going to do more or less of, um, as Christians, we want our answers to those things to be informed by our faith. But it isn't the case that you can just kind of pump out a theological answer that tells you exactly what you should do. Uh, and, and although there are some Christians who think that you can do that, and I, I think they're probably uh, mistaken and, and often unhelpful when they come into politics, to be honest. Um, so the, what, what I'm saying there is that the public policy outputs are underdetermined by our theological convictions. Um, but you need to have theological convictions. You can go the other way and say, well, my faith doesn't make any impact on the way that I think about these things. Um, and so I just, you know, I'm a kind of a Christian when I go to church and when I show up in the party room, um, my thinking is just shaped by the fact that I'm a member of the Liberal Party. So navigating that tension is is challenging. Now, the other part of it, I think, is that if you want to be effective in politics, you do you have these transactional relationships, but you also need to belong to political communities. You need to join a party or find a group of other people who are going to work alongside you. And I think you need to really believe in the platform of your party. Uh, so you know, if you're going to join be a Christian and, and join the Liberal Party, you should care about the kinds of things that the Liberal Party care about. If you're going to join the Labor Party, you should care about the kinds of things that the Labor Party care about. Um, and so having those 
genuine convictions is important. Uh, as a Christian, I don't think the, the Bible tells you which of those parties you should join, but it will inform a lot about the kinds of decisions that you're making as you join a party, the sorts of things that you're looking for. And in the debates, it's going to shape the kinds of debates you have within the party about the kinds of policies that we should be focusing on and, and how we implement them and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I really appreciate your comments in terms of it's just putting it across, you know, all parties. We're having a conversation generally on how can I be a witness in politics, regardless wherever you land out. Let's go back down and talk about that particular person that does come into politics, that Christian person that comes in that you said you see that as a little unwise when people come in a little way and they're a little just too, they're a bit enthusiastic. What else are they doing that, that makes it so unwise without, you know, we're not talking about anybody in particular, but obviously we see that happen. Yeah, it's a challenge for us at the moment because we're in a, a politically polarised and a politically very turbulent time. And so for, for many Christians, there's a strong sense uh, that the world is not the way that it should be, um, that our politicians and politics are particularly heavily kind of involved in that. And so you will have seen um, on, on the news footage of rallies against vaccine mandates in our major cities, many of the, the banners in those will have Christian slogans on them. So there's a, there's a, a significant part of our Christian population that are feeling uh, very uh, strongly about politics and want to get involved. And that's a great opportunity. I think that's really wonderful that Christians are kind of paying attention to this part of our common life, uh, it's a great danger because uh, we can over-elevate the importance of politics. Uh, counterintuitively, one of the things that I'm frequently saying to people who come to be involved with us is that politics does not matter as much as you think it does. Um, it's not the it's not God's answer to the world to get more Christians into politics. Uh, his answer to the world is the gospel. What you're doing uh, about evangelism, Tina, is more important. I, I, I want to say, um, but it, but it's not that it's it doesn't matter at all to have Christians in politics. It, it just matters in, in in its own particular way, like lots of workplaces do. Um, so the danger for Christians and and for the, the kind of Christian that I sometimes worry about. Uh, is that they've become so uh, anxious and uh, and disenchanted with the society that we see around us uh, that they they have, as a funny kind of result, too high a view of what politics can do to change that um, and perhaps a slightly naive view about what they could do if they got involved. Um, so they want, they want to join, uh, they want to get involved, they want to basically come and um, kind of set up uh, a, a gospel-driven framework for for our culture. Uh, they want to legislate that through through the parliament. And I, while I respect and I really love uh, the passion, uh, I think often it is not accompanied by a, by a wise set of deliberations about what actually politics is for and what Christians are doing when they get involved in that. And so that's the conversation that I'm trying to have with a lot of those people. <laughs> well, I'm glad that someone is there having those conversations because we want that in all spheres of life. You know, in the political arena, wherever you are in a sphere of life, we do want you to bring wisdom um, to the discussion. We do want you, you know, you to consider the many things that are at risk almost when we come in and we aren't maybe as educated as we think we are or we have a um, unrealistic expectation that maybe others know better that we could learn from. So, yeah, great to hear that you guys are in this space. It's a challenge, isn't it? Because I, I don't want to be someone who shuts down a person with a, with passion. Um, I think we, we desperately need people who are in lots of spheres of life 
um, who, who God lays on their heart to get in there and make a difference and make a change. And, and I'm there cheering for people like that and trying to strengthen their arm. Um, and at the same time, I don't want us to become so obsessed with, um, with, with power effectively and trying to win power as Christians in our society that we actually lose sight of what God is doing and the priority of, of the gospel and living faithfully, um, not just powerfully. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about two or three things, Dan, that you think an individual needs to really focus on or not really, I guess that's a little bit too in your face, but what would you say would be encouraging? What would you encourage people to do? You want to be an effective Christian witness in politics. What's two or three things? I would say there's, again, this maybe gets down to the end of the practical set of challenges. Um, a, a couple of things would be, uh, if you want to start going down this road, I, I'd start praying about it. I'd start talking about it with your community. Um, the most effective people in politics are people who have deep roots in their local community. And as a Christian, you want that in your church, um, but you also want it broadly in your community. Um, the, the, in fact, the Christian politicians who I, I admire the most are often ones who have had a long history of just doing really good stuff in their electorate. But, you know, they've been there running not-for-profit organisations. They've been involved in local business or the local council and, and people just know them. They know that they're really trustworthy and they just have a reputation for doing good stuff. Uh, and they've done that for a while. Uh, and then they've, they've kind of said, actually, I'd like to be our representative um, in politics. And, and there's enough people around them who go, yeah, you'd be really good at that um, to kind of encourage them. So, so the first thing to focus on is, is building your links in the community, actually seeking to be a genuine blessing to the people who are around you in whatever way you can. Uh, being prayerful about that and talking about it with your Christian brothers and sisters and asking them to pray for you. They're going to be your most important team uh, in that spiritually toxic place. You're going to need people who are praying for you. Now, then the next step is going to be uh, joining a party. Um, like the reality is in our system, uh, you can run as an independent and occasionally you'll make that work. It's more likely to work if you live in a country area um, where you've we've spent decades building up a, a profile in, in, in your country town. Um, not many of us live in those places. Uh, most of us live in set cities. And in order to make uh, any kind of inroads in politics, you're going to have to join a party. And so then that's where you actually then have to start thinking through, how has God wired me? What kinds of things do I resonate with in the world? Uh, are there things in the Liberal Party platform that when I hear about them, I'm like, yeah, that's right. I want to be a part of that. Are there things in the Labor Party platform when you hear that, you're just like, no, that's that's me. I want to be in that. Um, and, and then thinking through those things, interrogating them a little bit with your with your knowledge of the Bible and going, are those kinds of things actually godly? And and starting to think through, okay, well, this is the party that I want to be a part of. And then you need to go and join the party, get your membership card, go to branch meetings, do the jobs that people ask you to do. Uh, you're going to end up handing out, you're going to be one of those weird people at a polling booth handing out how to vote, vote cards. Um, and you're just going to have to do the basic tasks of being involved in that community and serving it as a Christian. And don't be too worried if that's as far as you go. You'll have lots of opportunities to share the gospel in that context. You'll you'll do a world of good uh, in those kind of little local ways. But if you are good at it, and if you've got uh, the ability to communicate and to think on your feet, then you'll probably get offered more opportunities uh, to serve in more you know, higher level roles within the party. And that'll be part of that process. If you start heading down that road, then it's helpful, I think, to start kind of upgrading the rest of your biblical and Christian knowledge and thinking about politics. Uh, so for most of us, you know, it's really helpful to have done a little bit of study 
through a you know maybe online through a Bible college or uh, come and spend some time at something like the Lachlan Macquarie Institute where you can actually start to upgrade your concepts and think a little bit more carefully about politics. Uh, and then, then you'll be better equipped if you go from that to the next step, um, either working as a, as, a, as a staffer or, or in elected politics or something like that. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Some great advice there on how to be a witness in politics. It's been really great talking to you today, Dan. It's the website that you can connect with Dan and everything that's going on is lmi.org.au, lmi.org.au. That's the Lachlan Macquarie Institute in Canberra. So what a great starting discussion here, Dan, stuff that we can really think through and and pray through as we want to be involved and then be an effective witness in politics. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Tina. It's been a great privilege. As a listener of our podcast, you can now access a free sample of our online personal evangelism course. Go to www.lmi.org.au evangelisminaustralia.com forward slash free sample. <laughs>